Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. So this is the third part of what I am calling the Shondaland.com series. And this is a series I've been doing the last few weeks based on stories that I've been writing for Shondaland.com about cultivating well-being. Different things that we can do to, you know, make our lives better, to cultivate inner peace. That's what we're all about. So as you know, Shondaland.com is the website of Shonda Rhimes, who is the television visionary behind Bridgerton and Scandal and so many more shows. It's a great site. Highly recommend it. I'm super excited to be writing for them. And I'm especially excited to be writing this series about well-being and the aspects of well-being that are within our control. So much of it is. And so much of it is so obvious that we actually just overlook it. So it's been really fascinating to learn about these topics, to speak to experts and write these stories, and then also to talk about it with you here. It's such good stuff, and we don't have to do a ton to start feeling tons better. So I think it's really empowering. And today we're going to be talking about increasing our inner peace by doing a digital detox. Now, this isn't a full-on detox, like never look at your phone or social media again. There's been studies and experts say that that actually kind of backfires. It's almost like when you decide to quit something cold turkey and then you binge on it. People who try to take too big a break from their phone or social media also end up kind of returning with the binge. So this is more about being more intentional, becoming aware of our tendencies when it comes to picking up our phone and scrolling social media, becoming aware of how it makes us feel, and then making choices based on that information, like making self-caring choices, making choices that benefit how we feel because we know what scrolling feels like. Summertime is prime FOMO season. I'm sure I don't even have to tell you that your feeds are probably already filling up with people like graduating from school and going on vacation and they're in their bikinis and everyone is fabulous and seeing these images can make it feel like you know we're the only ones who aren't out having fun and being gorgeous so you almost instantly feel bad when you go on Instagram or TikTok research finds that spending more than 30 minutes a day on our socials is actually correlated with symptoms of depression with body image issues with lower self-esteem and increased feelings of loneliness And I don't know about you, but it is easy for me to spend 30 minutes just on Instagram and not even all at once, just like in little 10 minute chunks. And I am a Gen Xer. I'm not a digital native like millennials and Gen Zers. So it's very easy to spend more time time than you intend on social media. And before you know it, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes is gone and you're making yourself feel worse. And the thing is, is that's not even actually the worst of it. According to the psychologist who I interviewed for this story, who actually wrote a book on balancing life and technology, all this time on our screens is rewiring our brains and not in a good way. It is making us more easily distracted, less discerning, and less calm. 
The part of our brain that's responsible for focus, self-regulation, and decision-making is the prefrontal cortex. And this part of the brain is stimulated by novel situations, by awkward moments, by boredom, things that we use our phones to never experience. I mean, think about it. Like, as soon as you're waiting for something, you're waiting at a restaurant for your friend to arrive, you're waiting for your plane, you know, to board your plane, you're waiting in line somewhere, the phones are instantly out, we're instantly scrolling, we're like never bored. Um, we immediately assuage our boredom with our phones and that is having, that is taking a toll on our brains. It diminishes our tolerance for boredom and it detracts from our ability to focus. And then this is cumulative. So the more we do it, the more we reinforce those things, the less we're able to focus, the less we can tolerate boredom and awkwardness. And yet these are the very things that keep that prefrontal cortex, the most advanced part of our brain, firing and sharp. So how can we gain dominion over our devices and be more present during these precious summer months? Well, here's some, ex here's some suggestions from the experts. First of all, they say to start small. This lets us gradually build up this resilience, which we've been diminishing over all these years with our phone, and it'll make it a little easier to not feel agitated every time you step away. And I mean really small. Like change, one of the small steps that the expert suggested was change your facial recognition to putting in a passcode. Just for that teeny tiny pause, when you pick up your phone, it's not already open and you're basically already scrolling. Another thing you could do, a tiny thing, is to change your lock screen to say, is this really what you want to do right now? So that way, when you pick up the phone, that's what you see. And that could be helpful, just a little tiny change. Another thing that I like to do sometimes is, so my dog is very old and we don't take very long walks. So we'll just walk around the block and sometimes I just don't take my phone. I'm only going around the block. I'm literally going to be back in like eight minutes and I don't take my phone. And that feels like a, a baby step in the right direction. One of the key things the expert said, and I really love this, was instead of thinking of it as spending less time on your phone, think of it as spending more time on your life. So as you do start to make these little changes, that can be a helpful approach to take. Another important step is to let people know. The people who are used to calling you and reaching you, let them know that I might be delayed, that I might walk my dog without taking my phone, that I'm trying not to check email after a certain time of the evening. I'll respond right away the next day, but I'm not doing it all the time. So let your people know. That way they're, first of all, they're not worried, right? But also they're just, they're prepared. They're prepared to know that you're not immediately available if you have been previously. This was a great suggestion from one of the experts I spoke to, and that is tune into your senses. So say you get to the restaurant early and you're waiting for your friend to arrive. Instead of immediately picking up your phone, Take a few minutes, just a few minutes, to really perceive and experience your environment with your senses. Look around. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? And just that just brings you right into the presence. It helps your brain to start to rewire those important connections that we've diminished through years of smartphone use. And it, it only has to take a few minutes. Plus, it'll probably be interesting because you're actually like looking around and seeing what's going on. And she recommended this exercise called the five, four, three, two, one exercise. 
this is something that is sometimes recommended too for dealing with anxiety and it really puts you in the present. So you notice five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And this exercise you can do so quickly and yet you are fully grounded in the present moment and you're not even on your phone. So that's a couple ways to use your senses to reorient you to the present and take a teeny break, get used to not immediately reaching for your phone as soon as you find yourself waiting somewhere. Another strategy is to use timers. And so the woman, one of the women who I interviewed for this story is Doreen Dodgen McGee. And she is a psychologist who wrote a book. I mentioned earlier, she wrote a book about balancing our lives and technology. And she had this brilliant suggestion, which is when you touch your phone, let that be a reminder to breathe for one minute. Soon as you reach for the phone, you touch it. You're like, oh, touch the phone. Going to breathe for one minute. It's only one minute. One minute goes by in 60 seconds. And that's one minute that you're just breathing. That's one minute that you're just present. And that's one minute that you're not on your phone. And again, this is re-stimulating, reorienting that part of the brain that we really need for all of our higher executive functions. She also suggests setting a timer for scrolling. So say your one minute passes, you did your breathing. Now I'm going to go on Instagram. Set a timer for 10 minutes. And when it rings, put the phone down. Tell yourself, I'm going to really abide by this timer and I'm going to put the phone down. And then next time you touch the phone, there's your reminder to do breathing for one minute. So these are just little strategies, little interventions you can do for yourself to just gradually break that habit. Or we could even call it like a dependence on our phone to distract us from boredom, to be our companion at all times. We can take a minute to do deep breathing. Finally, and this is especially good for the summer, when you really want to be present, use a real camera. You get a digital camera, get like an old-fashioned Polaroid, get a camera that isn't a phone. So you can take pictures of your friends. You're not going to miss any of these moments. But that way you're not immediately tempted to like text them and share them. And then before you know it, you're down the social media hole and you just lost all this time. So if you use a camera, you can capture all the moments you want and still be attentive and aware to what is happening and not get lost into your screen. And you know, as I'm saying this, I realize that when you're on a trip, like if you're the only one who's making this commitment, you might feel a little left out if everyone is on their phones. But we can get the stimulation that we seek outside the screen. It just takes a little practice. It won't be that bad. And your phone is there if you need to reach for it. But tuning into your present and to your surroundings can bring so many rewards. You know, in last week's episode, I talked about talking to strangers like on the train or on the bus. And we would never have a chance to do that if we're super absorbed in our phones. Like we would never even look up and talk to the stranger next to us. And yet those kinds of impromptu conversations boost everybody's mood, both both the person who initiates the conversation and the person who reciprocates. But it really requires looking up and seeing if there's someone next to you and if you can chat to them. So those are the tips for the digital detox. I hope you find this helpful. I know that this is such a trouble area for so many of us. And oh, sometimes I'm like really critical of my husband when I see him on the phone all the time. It's like, put that down. 
So I um, that probably means that I have an issue with it. Otherwise, I wouldn't recognize it in him. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying these little short kind of recaps of the articles. I'll put a link to the original article in the show notes. I've just been learning so much about this stuff. And honestly, we are happier when we're less absorbed into our phones, just like we're happier when we talk to the people around us. And in the first installment of my little series here, I talked about the basics of sleep, exercise, and nutrition. And those are things that like actually make us measurably happier. So we can do these things for ourselves. We so deserve it. Life is hard. We deserve to do kind things for ourselves. And sometimes the kind thing doesn't feel instinctively like the kind thing. Like you might feel like, oh, I'm giving up my phone. But remember that um, remark from the experts, which is think about it more as engaging with your life. You know, our lives are short and we we don't want to miss them. We want to be present for it. So Thank you so much for listening. I'm honored to have your attention. I hope this is interesting. Let me know what you think. Like I said, I'll put the article in the show notes, the link to the article. Oh, and also if you want my little ebook that I wrote with stress busting strategies, I'll put a link in there too. And I wanted also to mention, if you have ever wanted to start a podcast, a couple friends of mine are launching a podcast course. It's an eight-week course, and I will put a link to that in the notes as well. Thank you again for tuning in. If you like the show, please consider subscribing, and please consider telling a friend about it. You know, this is a new show. This is a one-woman operation. I just am so interested in how we can feel better and the aspects of feeling better that are within our control. And that is so, it's so powerful and it's also inspiring because who doesn't want to feel better? And if there's stuff that we can do, especially if it's just like baby steps and not that hard, then I want to do it. And I want to share a word about that with other people. I want to know what these things are and then I want to try it. So that's what this show is all about. Thank you for being here. Next week, we will be talking about decluttering for peace of mind. This will be part four in the Shondaland.com series. And honestly, this is such a trouble spot for me. Like as I'm recording right now, there is clutter everywhere. I have so much trouble getting rid of stuff, especially clothes and books. So I'm looking forward to discussing that with you next week. And I will talk to you then. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.